You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. It's for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. The Empowered Parent Podcast is a developmentally informed, trauma-sensitive, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hey, guys. Hey, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris, before you introduce our guest, because I tried to tell you this earlier, then I forgot. Okay. Um, we're, we're actually gonna um, we're, we're gonna have a little online store here in the next. By the time this airs, it'll be open, okay. and it's to sell T-shirts and stuff like that. You know, and you'll see. But one of the things I was thinking about doing was either doing a line of shirts or some coffee mugs, or both, and have just things that, that like like have turnerism. So on one <laughs> one side will say same Power Parent Podcast, and one side the other side will say joining me as always. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> So you can have coffee with Chris, um, <laughs> joining or joining me. What once did you again. just say? Once, once again, again. you got to have two coffee mugs. One that says "Joining yeah. me as always," and one that says "Joining me once again." And then we can do like, yeah. is it which who wore Cause, it better? Because it go back, I go back and forth there. There we go. Because that that one listener that's got the spreadsheet tracking how often <laughs> I say one or the other, I gotta keep their, I gotta try to keep those counts even for them. So. Oh, that's funny. Then we can then we can have data on which cups mug sells. Hey, there you go. There you go. Okay. And if you are that, that listener, great. please email us at what what's the new podcast Just at one podcast big happy home dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to uh, you know call you out by name if if you're so inclined. Uh, also, <laughs> if you hear this and email us, we'll send you we'll send you a couple of mugs. We're tracking for us. You tell us which there one you want. Yeah, that's right. Just, 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 <laughs> well, no, the data will reveal which one. <laughs> well, there oh, you go. my gracious. Now you have an incentive to reach out and contact us and tell you, Come on tell now. Us who you are. Oh, that's funny. What if we get like a ton of people contacting us? <laughs> that have to They're all the data. person. Uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> we need see, to see the spreadsheet. We're going to see the spreadsheets. It's going to have to be at least... I would say a year's worth of data. Yeah, so. and I've got an idea. Maybe <laughs> we could ask twenty plus twenty to thirty episodes worth. But yeah, I've got an idea. Oh, maybe we could goodness. ask our guest which one she prefers, or maybe we could ask her complete other questions about herself. I don't know. I'm up for anything. <laughs> well, see, you, you kind of let that cat out of the bag really early, Ryan, when you said before you introduce our guest. I mean, up until that point, our listeners had no idea. That we yeah, had our a listeners guest were oh, as enthralling as always. They're <laughs> arguing about mugs now. Myself. <laughs> That's so, true. She could just introduce herself. She could just too slow. Yeah. <laughs> but as Ryan has alluded to, we do have a guest <laughs> on tonight. <laughs> Joining us is Charity Clayton. Uh, Charity, we've known. We, we actually learned recently that we've all known Charity longer than we thought we've known Charity, because as yeah. it turns out, we were all in the same Empower to Connect class together way back in the day. Yeah, and so. That's and, I mean, that's and, more on you, Chris, because you spent eight weeks with her. Kayla and I just spent one. 
we popped in and taught the one week of class we were just we were just relief pitching at that point (laughs) yeah i'm sure you guys don't remember me but aaron and i still talk about some of the very specific things that you two guys said in that class that we still talk about that's that's really awesome that's really Aww. nice to say because it does offset the story that Aaron just told us about how he saw us at the airport recently and made no attempt to say hi. As a matter of fact, walked in the other direction as soon as he recognized us. Oh, that is not the whole story. Uh, you know, that's what I heard. That's the Ryan edited version. I can only testify to what I know. All I've just heard is I know what we're talking about in the Green Room episode after we're here. So if you're not a patron of the show – Here's an incentive for you to become one. Yes. That's right. <laughs> but what so, should we talk about? Well, I think we're going to talk about the fact that Charity has written a book. Okay. Let's do yes. that. So the book's called uh, Together Forever, No Matter What. And it kind of focuses on the fear of abandonment that a lot of our kids carry around. Well, I would mm. say all of our kids carry around. Some of them are just a little more vocal about it uh, than others. Um, and as parents, that's a big deal because that fear of abandonment drives a lot of the behaviors that we end up seeing. And so uh, it's a children's book, first of all. Um, I read it today, it's super. Go out and buy it. I'm sure, Charity, it's at all the usual places online, Mm -hmm. AKA Amazon, that people can go (laughs) buy that. We'll have a link in the show notes too, so anybody can go and grab it there. Thanks guys. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yay. So, I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, you know, since I kind of gave away the plot of the book, <laughs> um, <laughs> where I think that that really comes into play for us as parents is something we kind of we talked about with, with Charity via email when we were kind of setting up uh, uh, this episode uh, to record was uh, you've gotten a lot of feedback charity of both from readers of the book and from uh, other parents that you've spoken with that uh, it has really helped them figure out how God is using them. God is using their story or, and Mm -hmm. especially your story too, that, you know, when you share it, um, Mm -hmm. how God's using that story in the trenches of, Oh, I'm not alone. Here's another person who is experiencing the same thing that that I am. And people feel uh, a lot like they got somebody's got their back right right so yeah we actually were on a camping trip in arkansas a couple of years ago when we got the second call for um not the second call but the call for our second adopted kiddo and we had been matched with him so that was kind of neat timing but um i had just had some time um to really pray and think and i don't know about you guys but i don't really have time to just be still and quiet and when i'm home <laughs> so i have to get away from everything um, yeah. and I was actually reading another book that was talking a lot about, um, God using our pain, um, to encourage and bless others and not really not wasting like what God has done in our stories. Um, so I was really just asking him a lot about that. What does this look like? God, we have walked through the trenches and I think, um, you know, we we are both biological and adoptive parents. Um, and there's a spectrum for all parenting and all kids and behavior and all of that. Um, our oldest kiddo was probably on the more severe spectrum when it came to like difficult behaviors and attachment and those kinds of things. 
And so, yes, we did go through the Empower to Connect course like four times <laughs> before we finally became um, uh, trainers to, to teach the course. Um, we just needed a lot of help. Um, so anyways, one of our big, our, one of my kiddos biggest fears is the fear of abandonment and mm. he's 16 now. So he was, came to us at two, almost two. And still when my husband leaves for work, still every day when my husband leaves for work, his anxiety is through the roof. I miss dad. I miss dad. When's dad coming home? When's dad coming home today? And I'll, we always talk about, Hey buddy, let's say something that's true. What's true. And he always starts with, he's not coming home. And then in like, hang on, hang on, let's talk about Lena. Let's think about what's true. And it's like, he is coming home, but I just miss him, you know? Mm -hmm. So it is deep, 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 deeply ingrained in him. And the first time that I actually read the book aloud to my kids, um, where they heard it in full, it was just actually my boys. I have one girl. Um, but Sam is my oldest and he was actually like teary eyed and choked up in the middle of this book that is intended for kiddos, um, a little younger than him. Um, and so I think, yeah, it just speaks to a profound, desperate need in his heart. And so I actually just got a huge, um, order of books in today, but he's been asking mom, where's mine? Where's mine? Where's mine? I want mine. So, I mean, of course I'm going to give all my kids their own copy of the book, but, um, but the need is deep. It's deep in him to be reminded that like together forever, no matter what. And actually the title, I know it's like a little bit long and not the super catchiest title that (laughs) you could come up with, but it's been our family's motto for like the last decade. We've said it a billion Mm. times over and over and over again. And Mm. so really that's kind of, that's where it came from. That's where it was birthed in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. a little campground. Um, And I love how kids' books can reach not just kids, right? right? I remember I actually took a class in college. So education's my background. And there was this one class that I took and literally the whole class was reading books because my specialization was, was reading. And this whole class, we had to read children's books and we would read them out loud and we would analyze them and we would talk about them and how you would use them. And I just remember crying through so many of these cute little kids books because they do like, they're so, they're simple, but they're not simple. Like they're complex, but they're easy to read. And so even like teenagers can read Mm -hmm. a book like this or read it to a younger sibling and get some out of it, you know, like even if they feel like they're too cool or too old to read it, they can get something out of these, the message behind something. Right. And I love that, you know, in yours, it's so, um, it's very, there's re- repetition in it uh-huh. because we all know our kids need a thousand million repetitions, you right. know, just to, to understand concepts sometimes. And, um, and so just having that same message over and over together forever, you know, just over and over and over again. Well, so, so what I like, what I find interesting about books is that they'll have titles um, and the, and the titles will actually be long. Fiction books don't have particularly long titles, but non-fiction, well, I guess it's, sorry, but so books have long titles. I give an example. So, and we always get to know them by their short form titles. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite books is Born for Love by Bruce Perry. 
except that's not the title of the book. The title of the book is Born for Love, Why Empathy is Essential and Endangered, which really provides a ton of context to the content of the book. So your book is, it, it'll, it'll either be known as Together Forever, No Matter What, or it'll be known as Together Forever. But the long form full title of the book is really, really great. And so mm. I just want to share that here. And it's together forever, no matter what. Can a family really be forever? Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. I love the question in it because, because, look, not all of our listeners know you. I hope they'll all mm-hmm. buy your book. I hope they will get to know you. I hope this will provide some insight. We met you in 2016, 2017. Um, oddly enough, we both live in, all of us, our families live in Dallas, Fort Worth, and we met the Claytons in New Jersey. And so, uh, um, so, and we've had some contact over the years, not, not personal, but, but, but virtual and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, the, but the point being is you're, you're an experienced adoptive mom, right? Yeah. You've, been do, you've, been, you've been parenting kids born in, in other countries and not to you for a long right. time. You've spent a lot of time investing in yourselves, you and your husband. I mean, you took the course four times, you said, and then you decided, well, we've taken enough. We can teach it. Let's get certified in it. Uh, and so, well, we still don't have it together. We still well, forget. Hey, hey um, yeah, us neither. But, but, yeah. What I, but what I find, though, Charity, is the more we talk about it, the more we mm-hmm. teach it, the more honest it keeps us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're constantly reminding ourselves. Yeah, yeah. we're constantly reminding ourselves of what are true, what's true. Yeah. Now, this is a really long introduction to get back to my point, and that is that your book's really addressing the the, the question the child's actually asking: Can a right. family really be forever? That's right. Yeah. That's right. He because, starts to go ahead. No, I say because they're not living in the family they started in. Mm. Right. So life's already right. told them family's not forever. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The kiddo starts off with that question. Hey, mama, are we going to be together forever? Are we always going to be together? And so he goes on through the story. Um, kind of the first half of the story is him going, oh, even though I did this, right? Like, even though I messed up really here, even though I like stole all the bubble bath and, you know, and then so mama is like reassuring over and over and over together forever, no matter what. So then the second half of the story, he gets like, okay, well, let's test that a little bit. And he says, what if I do this? What if I do this? Like how extreme does this get? And then, you know, it's really silly. The illustrations are phenomenal. My illustrator is phenomenal, Um, but they're fun and silly. So there's lots of giggles happening. And then there's some pretty serious moments too, where, hey, Mm -hmm. mama, what if I make you cry? And I don't, <laughs> I'm sure probably that resonates with every mom who's found themselves mm-hmm. weeping, but maybe especially adoptive mamas who are just like, this is really, really hard. And we're at the mm-hmm. end of ourselves. Um, and then, so, and then after that, well, Hey, what if I get sad and I miss my first mom? Mm-hmm. So it like, it gently, mm-hmm. gently kind of tiptoes into some of these, some of these really tender and hard moments. Mm. And one of our, my youngest, who's four, um, he loves the book. All my kids actually got to draw something. Like there's a little piece of some illustration that each of my kids drew. So they love to like go find, or he loves to go find 
what it was he drew, you know, but he said, Hey mama, can we skip the sad part? And I'm like, Oh, buddy, what's the sad part? And he was like, where mom is crying. And I'm like, yeah, that's really unsettling for a kid who's maybe not totally sure that like, this is forever or like wondering mm. did I really, really blow it this time. I made mom cry or mm. I don't know what to do with that. Um, and then recently we were sharing the book with, um, my husband's grandmother. And I said, buddy, let's show your favorite page. And I'm thinking we're going to the page where there's a huge bubble bath and there's bubbles fill the page and it's silly. And, um, and he said, no, 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 no. And he flips to the page where the mom is crying. And I'm like, Oh, a little offended by that. <laughs> Why is this your favorite page now? Like it's, it surprised me. I know. It surprised me, but he said, um, he said, no, this one's my favorite. And I said, okay. And um, I said, even mamas get sad sometimes, right? And he was like, yep. And I said, um, well, what do mamas need whenever they get really sad? And he said, uh, he's still, so when he first came to us, he had hardly any language. Um, so when he went up, he would say, up, please. But it came out as uppy. So I said, well, what do mamas need when they, when they, get sad. And he said, uppy. And I'm like, yes, you got it. <laughs> like in my, in my mind, you know, I'm like, even just this simple little book, mm-hmm. like he couldn't deal and look at the sad, but like mm. we were able to process and talk through and go, no, no, it's okay. We're, we're still mm-hmm. together. We're sticking this thing out. Even if mama gets mm-hmm. really sad and it's okay for you to get really sad too. Like we're mm-hmm. in forever. So I don't know. That was really interesting um for me to see him process through that and kind of wrap his mind I love that because that is I mean and that's the reality of it is we can't as much as we want to protect our kids from the really hard feelings Mm. they're gonna have to deal with them so why not do it in a way that's gentle and kind and loving and you know kids books I think are just such a great way of yeah. of teaching about emotions yeah. and feelings and that it's okay. Cause sometimes it's yucky. And yeah. you know, we have some kids who, who struggle with the fear of abandonment for, yeah. for sure. Um, we have one in particular that has always really, really struggled. And so um, this particular kiddo really um, tries to please everybody around them because mm-hmm. I think that is if I'm not good enough, mm. then I won't, you know, then people will leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, and hard feelings have always been really tough for this particular kiddo too. And so a book like this would have been really great, you know, just to kind of go, Hey, it's okay. You know, if people have big feelings and we're always going to still be together, even if there's big feelings and, and big emotions and big, you know, struggles and big behaviors and, you know, like all of that, um, we're uh, we're still going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. Well, I was just thinking there too, Kayla, that the thing, great thing about children's books, you you were talking about your experience with that class where you guys did nothing but read Mm -hmm. children's books and how that affected you. And mm-hmm. the, the great thing about children's books is they're so accessible. So if you do have an older kid, 16, 18, 21, that you think, oh, they'll never read this or, yeah. or maybe care about it. Well, you've got to remember our kids from hard places just because they're yeah. 16 or 18 or 21 doesn't mean they're developmentally 16, 18 right. or 21. And that children's yep. book may be just the thing that they yeah. need yeah. 
to, you know, jumpstart their thinking or jumpstart a conversation between you and them about the stuff. You could ask them to read it to the younger siblings. Yeah. Yes, excellent. Right. right. I go. mean, because that, that way it's because the potential for shame to say to a 16 year old, you need yeah. to read this, this illustrated yeah. children's book. They might just brush it aside because yeah. they're like, no, that's, <laughs> that's making them feel little, but you say, Hey, could you read this to your siblings at bedtime? Yeah. And that's a good way for them to them to get it without feeling like, like, I hate to say it, targeted by the content, right. maybe. Right. Yeah. But they still can absorb it and maybe process it. I'll tell you this charity that that um I, I read I read the book. Um and and um and this is one thing that jumped out at me, and this is likely you're gonna if I gave you ten guesses, you're not gonna get it. So we'll just skip ahead. <laughs> the multiple the, mul the multiple nicknames. Champ, uh -huh. Bud, uh -huh. Pumpkin. And and the reason that stuck out with me, and you may think that's silly, but but we are a nickname household. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Same. I assign nicknames at everything for num number one. And so uh, our 15-year-old daughter, Brooklyn, I think her and I counted a few weeks ago, and she has like 17 nicknames I've given her. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, <laughs> that's not true. I've given her 15. I think my mom gave her one. Uh, and so, and yeah, she's very tall. She's 15 and she's like 6'2". And my mom okay. calls her calls her legs. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Lulu Bear, I think, came from my mom too. Yeah, but, I think I, but so. I, all the rest of them are mine. But the reason <laughs> that really jumped out at me is Champ. Mm -hmm. I call my fifteen-year-old son Champ all of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, oddly enough, just by using the word Champ, yeah, got me thinking about him Connected. while reading your book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, isn't that crazy how how, yeah. how associations work and and what yeah. ends up being mm -hmm. meaningful to people? Because I'm going to tell yeah. you that neither Kayla nor Chris even noticed the word Champ in yeah. the book they just read no. over it because they were reading they were reading it with different eyes but once i read champ right. i'm like wow that made me think of him yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's really interesting i have had so much feedback from moms who said they couldn't make it through the book without weeping like tears wow. mm -hmm. at the end you know and here's what i think oh, yeah. so it's a children's book i never really thought like i'd be an author or a writer but as this you know this camping trip came up and i'm asking the lord like how do i really do something that matters that will actually like serve an adoptive family. I'm thinking about my family in particular, like what has God taught us? Mm -hmm. And so what happens so much of the time is that there's this fear. We know every behavior is communicating something and fear drives negative behavior, like unhelpful mm -hmm. behavior. But we don't always like know what the root of the behavior is. And the kids certainly don't always know what the root of the behavior is. So this book, my prayer is that this book will be put in the hands of parents who go, oh, like maybe, do you feel this way? Like maybe this is connecting mm -hmm. to some things. And then maybe the kid will go, oh, do you, you mean we're going to be together forever, no matter what too? Like, I don't really have to. So like a, mm -hmm. an unknown piece of the puzzle maybe will be gently like brought to the surface and like in a non-threatening way allow a parent to speak this into their child's heart and in a non-threatening mm -hmm. way to the child allow them to like ask that question you know like yeah. us yeah. too. like is that our story too and mm -hmm. i think that's what we're seeing happen that's what i'm seeing happen with my own kids which is super special mm -hmm. uh, prayer is that it will help to like just peek, like just peek open a crack into a kid's heart shine some light on it and let healing take place you know or start begin there yeah. 
Hey, Charity. Yeah. Now, again, this may be an unfair question, um, so I apologize if it is. But have okay. you have you gone to Amazon and read the reviews of your book? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you, glad you have because because um, if you hadn't, we might you see you cry. Can I just, <laughs> just share just a few of these? No, I'm serious, guys. Here are some of these things. No, no, someone adopting. You need to give them this book. No better gift. Next one. Powerful message. Beautiful pictures. Next one. A must for all families. Next one. An excellent book for adoptive families. A touching children's book for all. I love this one. A completely disarming approach to important conversations. A valuable mm. book for any adoptive family. Beautiful book and message. Such a needed book. This be- book was beautifully written and illustrated. Charming and needed. Encouraging for both parent and child. This book is a gift. Written for mm. adopted families. Important message for all. I sure hope that if I ever publish anything, people say things yeah. like that about it because that, that was really, that's really flattering and special. Yeah. It is. And listen, I really genuinely, I feel like this was the Lord giving me this message. Like I'm not a gifted communicator. I'm not a gifted writer. It's not like I never just intended to write something like cute and kind of like catchy. Like that was yeah. not my heart at all behind it. And so I, oh, I pray that God will use it in big ways in lots Mm -hmm. of of little families. But yes, I'm encouraged by the feedback. Good. Uh, Yeah, I know. I think, and I think one of the things, you know, I was thinking as we were just kind of, as I was like listening and, you know, talking about our kids, even the older kids getting the message behind this, I think, um, you know, thinking of kids as they're like launching into adulthood, mm-hmm. I think it could be a really great book as they kind of navigate those like waters of like, hey, now I'm not living here. Or I'm kind of moving out. Does that mean we're still, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's that that message I think can be for all those kids. And it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a book that was not for adoptive and foster families that I remember actually reading in that college class. It was the one I remember that like made me cry. And it kind of had this, it, it had a similar kind of um, thread to it, but mm-hmm. it was obviously for, it was biological family. So it didn't have all of the same um, questions that our kids mm-hmm. might be asking, all of the same fears that our kids might right. have. Um, it was just talking about families being together, you know, families sticking together and always being um with each other and for each other and stuff like that. But I think adding in that layer for our families is so important because if kids are afraid to say it now, it's in a story, you know, because sometimes when, um, you know, I, I remember talking to a family and they were like, my kid never talks about their biological family and I'm just not sure how to bring it up. Like that's a perfect kind of book to bring it up, you know? Somebody else is bringing it for you and it's the connection. So when we were like illustrating this, coming up with what we, I got to work really closely with my illustrator, which was super fun, but we talked about like, should we do animals? So like it could represent every um, skin color, every different, you know, like should we, would be a simpler way to go? And then we actually ended up choosing to use people because it was one less step to make that connection. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, yep. Yep. So, like this, no, this book doesn't look like every adoptive family. It doesn't. Right. Like, right. It's like 
it's similar. Like they could see that it's adopt an adoptive kiddo that's mm. asking these questions, and it's just one less like hop to make to like, yeah. your heart. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. Uh, Can I go back to something you just said, Kayla, talking about how even for older children who who are on the brink of launching, moving out of the house, whether that's off to school or off off to start start a job or whatever and not live at home, that, that, that they may have doubts about, do I still get to be part of this family? By doing my making this transition, I'm gonna be confess to you. I'd never thought about that before, but mm-hmm. the moment you said that, it made like a ton of sense to me. So, you know, our, our son who just turned 21 recently, um, he moved out at 18, and then about 18 months later, said, "Hey, can I come home for a bit?" I said, oh, "We said, of course, yeah." So he came home for a bit, and so we've had some, you know, part of mentoring him and helping him sort of relaunch again a little bit, you know, more ready than he was the first time that he tried it. Um, we've had some conversations about its finances and and managing his money. And and a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Look, because um, because he, he bought something on Amazon," and I and I said, "Look, I'm not here to tell you how to spend your money, but as your dad, I want to give you some advice that if you want to 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 go out there and live independently, you're going to have to think about all these expenses that you have, and I think that you're going to have to account for those expenses hmm. for a few months into the future before that." And so, you know, he doesn't have a car anymore. He's driving Kayla's car. So you, you know how you can't take mom's car when you leave. Mm-hmm. You got to be thinking about those things. And so I just feel like I'm giving him some 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 fatherly counsel about his finances. Mm-hmm. What he fires back to me is he says, Dad, I don't want to live. I, I want to live here as little as you want me living here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, no, you can live here as long as you need to. If you need to live here for another year until you're ready to, until you're ready to launch, we can do that. That's not a problem for us. But if we don't plan for it, it's never going to happen. But I was so taken aback by his response. He didn't say, "That's good advice." Hey, this is what I've been doing. What he said is, "Yeah, I don't want to live here either." I, he's like, he's like, I'm trying. He's like, I want to live on my own as much as you want me to live on my own. And that smarted a little bit because I'm like, I'm not trying to communicate I don't want you to live in the house. I'm trying to communicate that I think that you can function as an independent member of society and I want you to help you do that. Mm. That's not what he heard. What he heard was, dad wants me out the house. And I hadn't thought about that. I mean, when you said that, Kayla, I thought immediately about that conversation. So he and I had to have another conversation after that um, that I I think went well and um, and it hasn't come up again. But. Yeah, it really, it really got my attention when he said that. Yeah. The thing that jumped out to me, Ryan, when Kayla said that was thinking about, you know, we know families that have had foster kids who have aged out of the foster care system. And sometimes those kids stick around as part of the family because the family, you know, mm-hmm. mom and dad are more than happy to keep them as part of their family because they are, as far as they're concerned, they are, right? Yep. And then we've yeah. also heard the stories of the, the kids are gone. You know, I'm 18, mm-hmm. I'm 21, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And so that was the thing that, that jumped out to me was how mm-hmm. how important this book could be for foster kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say one more thing because it feels like there's a lot of mm-hmm's going on. <laughs> so we might be landing it. Um, Charity, I, I want to say, say two things about you. Number one, we didn't mention it in the intro and, and I wanted to. Is not only are you an author, um, you're also a professional photographer. And yeah. so I, we enjoy looking at your pictures on, on Facebook, lots of fun family portraits and things like, things like that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I really enjoy is that I, 
well, one may be able to say, you know, I knew her before she was a big deal. <laughs> I don't know if you have any of you guys written a book. Uh, I we're we're in the process. Yeah. We're, 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 <laughs> okay, writing a book does not make you a big deal. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, just, I'm going to tell you why. Because every conference we go to, all the keynote people have this under their title: author and speaker under their name. Yeah, yeah. okay, so but I'll never be the keynote speaker. Everybody I know that's ever written a book has said it's an enormous labor. And I it will is. tell you that, 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 that I'm working on a book. My wife's working on a book. We're actually trying yeah. to collaborate on a book. And awesome. I have mostly written a book that I'm actually going through um, and doing edits and doing some, some reflection questions yeah. um, for each of them. And we're hoping to get that somehow self-published i guess here pretty quickly um but but it's taken a long time you know i i i learned earlier this week and this is it's going to come back to books in just one second um and i I learned um and i learned this because i learned this piece of information that on the 29th of january 1968 the beatles recorded a song called let it be Mm -hmm. which is the title track of an album named Let It Be that was released in 1970. Now, I did not know that they recorded the song in in January of 1969. In January of 1970, three weeks shy of the one-year anniversary of the recording of the song, George Harrison goes into the studio and records the guitar solo. They record the guitar solo a year after they record the song, and then they release it about 18 months after they record it. And I say to Kayla, isn't that shocking that it took him 18 months to finish that one song? To which she doesn't say, that's interesting, honey. She said, why is that shocking to you? It's taken you four years to finish a book. Yes. 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 That's, my that's been mostly complete for that long. As yeah. only, that was my, that was my, my uh, comment was like, it's mostly complete. It's just, yeah. we just got to finish it. It's like cross the finish line. And, and then I said, I'm not a beetle. And then she tried to backtrack and say, you are a beetle baby. And I'm like, that's right. and, I, and, totally. and, I, and I'm like, you know what? I've been bamboozled before. Tell me how I'm a beetle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Be specific. And she's like, well, you're an exos, you have an exoskeleton. <laughs> you have an accent. That no one else. A, a well-known attribute of. Oh, I thought you, you mean the actual. The actual be- Beatles. Musical Beatles. The musical Beatles, not the insect. I don't know why you went insect. But I mean, because okay. it was funny. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, he was trying. I, he was trying. The, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest ever Beatles line is in the movie Help, where the guy trying to steal the ruby says to John Lennon, "Hey, Beatle, do you want to have some fun?" And John Lennon <laughs> says, "No, thanks." I play the rhythm guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Outside of the drummer, the rhythm guitarist is generally thought of as the most boring person in the band. Okay, that's good. Good information. I was missing that piece. I was missing something. (laughs) I knew. Outside the bass player, because generally the drummer has quite the reputation. Depends on the band, I'd say. I guess so, yeah. Because in the Beatles, McCartney, Trump, Ringo. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Charity's like, I stayed up till midnight to talk about who's a, who's a better Beatle. It's good. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This has been That's really awesome. encouraging, you guys. Thank y'all for having me on and encouraging me about the book. 
Well, definitely our oh. pleasure thanks so much for coming on yeah. and, and giving our audience a chance to learn more about you and about the book yeah for sure well everyone uh, if you are a patron of the show uh, we will be going into the green room momentarily so if you're not a patron of the show there's some incentive uh, to hear stuff that we didn't talk about in this episode I, I made a note during oh okay yeah, I made a note <laughs> of something to talk about is it, so. is it about the Beatles it is not about the Beatles, in fact. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so some people okay. might tune in. It is about nicknames, however. So we're, we're, we're going to be doing some more some more name discussion. In a All right. I can't wait. As always, everyone, thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss in the podcast, you can email us at podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Please like and share the podcast with your friends and family, and you can find us on your favorite social platforms by searching for One Big Happy Home. For our supporters, we have a special episode after the episode called The Green Room right after this, so keep on listening. If you'd like to become a supporter, you can visit podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Thanks for listening.